welcome to the Crow Review. Uh, ah. Hello. Boom. We're back. Another um, lovely Wednesday pod. Yep. Um, another week in the books. The machine doesn't stop. Uh, it was a pretty good week. We'll talk about the highs and lows of this week. Uh, later, I think it was. I would dare say it was like a pretty great week. I think it's a legendary week. Yeah, one might say it, you could. There's any word you want to put on it this week is like it's fair. Um, Crazy. Now, games. I just want to start out by saying that both Riley and I went four and one in our picks this week. Just spectacular performance. Yep. Um, do you remember who your lock was? Do you know mm-hmm. off the top of your head? I can. I can turn one page in this book. I had Trevor as my lock. Mine was Kindle, so we both got dubs on our locks. Yep. So it's just like. It's just one of those weeks that makes you feel good, you know? Oh, I mean, I think there's a lot. Like, I think me and you actually had a both had a pretty good week in general. Just dubs all around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You went to the game. I hit on my bet. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I don't know. It's it's great week. It's cheeky. Great week. OU Texas, come on. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, in I have a family league with my family. Right. And um, it, Nora dubbed it the week of comeback, weekend of comeback. Right. Because you had, you know, it started with the OU Texas comeback. Which set the whole scene. Which was awesome. And then on Sunday, you know, the game that I was at, right. the Chargers had to come back. Incredible game. Two, two incredible games back to back. And this is the crazy part. You know, me, Nora, and my parents were at the Chargers-Browns game. Right. Ben and Landry at the OU Texas game. Wow. So there are all sorts of... It, like, it was a great weekend. Okay, now, not even exaggerating, that's like... Kind of cosmic. It's like a great, like it couldn't have been a better weekend for football. That's unless weird. we were both like members both of games. a family. Were yeah. like, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, it was okay. pretty good. Um, pr- just a great weekend. Just, right, like just a great weekend. Right. Um, got to go to California. Got to go to the beach. Got some great weather. I know you guys had like a little little heat wave over the weekend. Uh, Actually, it wasn't terrible. It, it was wasn't pretty. Terrible. It was pretty cool in California, so that was really nice. We dodged the cool there, right, and then came back. Uh, or dodge the heat by going there. Dodge um, the hail too. That's true. Uh, so yeah, let's let's start by just talking about this week. Yeah. The first matchup on my list right here is Mason and Riley. Oh yeah. And now this one is sort of clouded by the fact that we had Mason set a uh, a B team lineup, <laughs> yeah. which you know, if I think if he was come by, come coming by it honestly now, he would tell you that you know he was frustrated and was doing it. Because he was mad at fantasy football, right? I, well, um, I think that's like I think it's relatively evident. Because you know, there is no. Uh, I wouldn't argue with him if he had benched some of the players that had actually been underperforming, right? Because like there were some lineup decisions that he made that like paid off, right? Like he had players that outperformed who you, people who would we we would say are typical starters, yep. right? But he also benched you know Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift. So it's just like he hadn't he hadn't played Nick Chubb, right? That's the thing he trades for Nick Chubb, to, so. It's unfortunate. I think we say it's a wash. Um, it's kind of like a lost week for Mason, right. which is can't really afford to have too many of those. No. when you're and the winless. thing is, the thing that's annoying to me is that like if he starts a regular lineup, it's his highest performing week. To me, if if I have lost that many games, and even if I don't win this week, yeah. I see how much you're my team can perform. Yeah. It's it's like other people this week that we can talk yeah. about later. Um, um, for me, I just wanted to say this is the first week my wide receivers have actually like all three shown up on the same yeah. game. Um, so this is back to back weeks for you over 140 after none of those games. Dude, it's crazy. In um, 
in 33 weeks. Right, which brings me to my next point. Um, this is uh, this is my third running back that I've lost to the IR this year. Yeah, and that is not third running back as in running back that has been on my team. That is running back as in running back that I have drafted. So I and, lost... And they were your top three running backs. Third round. Uh, what is it? Third round, fifth round, and my keeper. Yep. Um, so yeah, your, your top three. Yeah. Not necessarily by draft capital, but that... That going into week one, I think was your running back one, running back two, and flex. Yes. So, and I yeah. have, and I have, you have none. I had, none, I had neither two. Of the, I had, I had, you only had one. one. Only had one. And now you're down to none. And I have none. But my team is relatively resilient so yeah. far. And, and tough so, week for this. We'll talk about it. You know, uh, when we get to the week six preview, no week seven, week six preview. Right. That was week five. I don't know if I said it was week six earlier, but when we get to the preview, we'll talk about you know struggles you might have this week with uh, uh, CP eight four on by and um, yeah, because he's been doing yeah. doing bits for me. Yeah. Um, he's the he's one person I did not see coming this season. But yeah, the interesting thing to me about the Mason versus Riley game is that the league was split on who would win it. You and I both picked you. The league split on it. I thought that was really surprising, especially because everyone knows that I've never lost to Mason. Never lost. Never lost. Um, but also that like my team has been doing really well and Mason's yeah. hasn't. So I thought that was weird. But I mean, who like who cares if I lose? Then everyone's right. So. Um. I guess yeah. There's really it's unfortunate because there's not much to talk about from that game because it was sort of like a predetermined result from like noon. As soon as that lineup for Mason got locked in, it was like, this is how this is going to go. Right. Well, I think, I think part of that was how, um, was how Robert Woods did on Thursday, yeah. maybe. I mean, yeah. I don't know how, how it all works in Mason's head. But, but like, I just don't... Like, th- yeah, that definitely had to do with why, why that lineup ended up happening. Right. But um, I don't know if it had... My, I guess my point was is that it was like, at least going into it, there would have been a degree of uncertainty had Mason started his strongest lineup. But that didn't happen, so we right. can't talk about it. Um, next matchup I see is Trevor versus Kyle. Um, this is, you know, the third week in a row where we had a Kyle team that just didn't really, I mean, I don't know, I guess live up to uh, expectations. Yeah, I, I think I think I have a different perspective on it, but you can go ahead. Um and Trevor just did, you know, what what a first place team is supposed to do. Yep. You know, Trevor put up 148, but this is, you know, Kyle scoring below 120 third week in a row. Um, and I think I can't remember. You know, Jack asked us to make these bold predictions now, and I'm pretty sure my bold prediction was that like Kyle scores less than 100 for the third week in a row. Right. I was close. Mm. You know, it, not it, too far it, off. Not an unreasonable guess. Um, it's interesting how there were three teams clustered right at that like 118 points mark, and then like uh, also the 148 and right, 151. Was, those two cool, games. It was a cool week because it's like this is one of those weeks where almost every team that scored in the top five yep. won. But it's like it just so happened Brandon, the second highest score, we'll, lost. We'll get to Brandon later. Get to uh, the Brandon later. What I wanted to say about this game was, I think it's kind of a tough shake for Kyle because. Uh, Russell Wilson and then Ty Lockett, that connection kind of died out because Russell Wilson gets injured. It's going to hurt him long-term. Yes, like he has badly. to get a quarterback. Yeah. Um, he has Heineke right now. 
I don't know how confident okay. he is. And I Heineke, roll with Heineke. And Heineke has actually had like three good weeks from what I remember. He's um, been good. But yeah, so I, but I think though 117 points, like let's say Russell Wilson gets 10 more points if he's healthy and Tyler Lockett maybe gets five. That's a good week. So I don't think Kyle should be upset yeah. about this week at all to me. Um, um, I guess it just, to me, it speaks to when you construct your roster sort of in the way that Kyle did, it's just volatile, right? Where it's like you may have these weeks where he's going to put up one, like like you said, you know, a Russell Wilson, Tyler Lockett could combine for, you know, 60, 70 points. Like we saw right. other stacks combined for this given week. But at the same time, one of them gets hurt or they just both happen to have a bad game against a good defense and you're just like completely screwed. Right. And But what also came to my mind whenever I was looking at this today was like, D-Hop gave you 20 points. That's great, which is one of the best weeks that D-Hop's had this season. Yep. But if you have Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb's your second running back. Right. And you have Antonio Brown in your lineup, which Kyle now does have Antonio Brown in his lineup. But you have these people and your team's a little bit more rounded. You have less hard decisions to make. So I don't know. I think Kyle's moving in the right direction. But yeah, I mean, we you talk sense, about it all the time. It's just like decisions. With you him. sense Kyle's frustration with Adam Thielen since he dropped him. And then I, mean, I guess Brandon added him back. Right. For him, which I don't know if it was intentional. Like I have no insider information on this. I my guess would be Kyle was probably like I can't even look at Adam Thielen on my team right now anyway. Right. And just dropped him. Which if that's the case, Brandon should have added him back. Don't I don't. Get I, yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think there's any um, way you drop Adam Thielen and you're like oh. right. Yeah, he didn't. I I don't think he did it like like he doesn't want Adam Thielen anymore. Um, you know, everyone deserves a um. A rage drop every once in a while. Uh, I see that, and it's, I mean, it's not like a crazy, crazy player, but it's Adam Thielen, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like no, like you know, there are a decent number of players that are on the actual like can't drop list, right? Adam Thielen's sort of on the borderline of that, where it's like maybe if you're in like a four team league, why would you ever need Adam Thielen, right? But like, it it it's pretty crazy stuff. But it's also it's still a fourth round receiver, yeah. For no, Kyle. yeah. Uh, still a valuable player. Right, uh, he would make most teams in the league better. Yeah, I mean at least at least uh, on the bench. So I guess yeah, the storyline for this game is like Trevor just performed as you know as we have seen Trevor it's perform a, like, all year. Again, it's like tre- like the consistency from Trevor is wild. Right. Yeah. This is what a Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes like backbone gives your team as far as just like a super high floor where yeah. it's like you know that those guys are put, gonna put in a shift every week. And they're gonna, you know, give you a pretty stable floor of 120 points. Right. So, um, yeah, like his his like his his range. I don't even know what you would call it as far as like you know the shooting range, right. like the the distance. Yeah. 142 is his like of his good weeks. 142 is his lowest, and 166 is his highest. Yeah. And it's just like it's wild. Yep. Um. I mean, for Kyle, I don't think he's like out of it yet, right? No. Like he's two and three, and I think he. Um, it really depends what he does from here on out. Like yep. if he if he does maybe not like destroy his season by giving up, but if he just sort of uh relinquishes himself to okay, I'm just going to ride out this season with who I've got. Right. Then I don't think it's going to turn out too well for him cuz he's sort of stuck with these players who were like names but haven't been performing up to their name. Like right. his team's not terrible. No. Uh but we talked about it. That he is, the way his team was made up, it didn't really have a ton of depth. And so when he takes an injury, even though it's to Russell Wilson, 
you know, he's got to figure something out. Right. And that, to me, the injury to Russell Wilson is basically like an injury to Tyler, Tyler Lockett. Lockett. Yep. And so it should make his decisions on wide receivers a little easier, right. maybe. Until Tyler Lockett goes off. Right. But you just got to live with that, I think. Exactly. Um, and, and so I... I don't know what to think about Kyle's team. It depends what he does from here on out. You know, there are moves to be made. Um, he's got Kyle Pitts, who's a uh, a good young tight end and will be valuable rookie keeper material. So I guess he just – it may be if – you he's know, he's set, up, he set up in a fine keeper position with Gibson and Pitts, right. I guess I would say. Other teams aren't set up like that. Like, I realized this the other day, and we'll talk about it more. Or I guess we already talked about Mason. But Mason traded away Austin Eckler, who was his keeper. Right. And so, you know, I inherit his keeper value by trading Austin Eckler. And Kyle traded, or Mason traded for Diggs, who was his, you know, when he was making his keeper decision, he was deciding between Diggs and Eckler. Right. But he didn't keep Eckler, or Diggs. He threw Diggs back. I drafted Diggs in the first round. So Mason preserved Eckler's keeper value by keeping him, but then traded him away right? and burned Diggs' keeper value by not keeping him. So now Mason's in, you know, he's got DeAndre Swift, who will be a good keeper for the sixth round or whatever he is. Yep, that's a really good um, keeper. I don't know. Maybe Mason, you know, at some point... You have to, since we have a keeper league, if Mason's team continues to not perform well, or even if it does perform well, but he keeps losing, right? you know, you have to allow him some uh, ability to, if he wants to, make a trade that may look less valuable this year, but it's like a give him a thing. keeper player, right? Because right? that's the thing is he doesn't have a standout keeper player this year. Right. If it's a rookie he's trading for, or if it's a player who has come on strong, right. You know, I don't, I don't see an issue with that. It's just, it has to be clear that that's what they're doing. Right. We've never had it happen before, so I'd be surprised yeah, if it'd it be happened. Anything. Uh, it's something that would typically happen like at, at the, the draft. end of the season. Like right. there's no reason to do it during in season, right? Because you know someone could get hurt and. You know, people have banked a long time on players being valuable come next draft at the end of this season, and then, like... Not a factor. The NFL draft happens, and they draft a replacement player for them. Free agency happens. Or, you know, the player goes insane over the offseason and isn't the dude he used to be. Right. Or gets injured in the off. So it's like, there's no reason to do it, but I understand why people would be tempted to do it, just to sort of, like, turn the page. Right. Um, last thing on Kyle, if you're thinking in a... Like, let's just say, like, you're thinking in, like, a crazy, like, uh, I need to be good now mindset. Um, if I was Kyle, I would be thinking there are five teams that have a record better than me. I can be that sixth team that gets into the... Oh, yeah. Like, so it's like, if I don't know. Like, yeah, to me, Kyle, the, like the, you're in the a team fine I spot. have to beat, if I'm Kyle, I have to beat Kindle. Yep. Like, like I, I have to beat Kindle this week. Yep. Because Kindle, to me... You know, I, I think Kendall's team is better than Julian's, and we'll talk about that in power rankings later, right. especially with Christian McCaffrey's back. Right. Which we both picked Kendall. Or no, you picked no, Roush. No, I picked Roush with the idea that Christian McCaffrey would be back, which I don't like doing yeah, that. Well, but. So I picked Kendall, and I said, oh, I hope McCaffrey's back. He wasn't, but right. Kendall won Didn't anyway. Um, I think Kendall is, spoilers for power rankings, the fifth best team in the league. Mm. So I have him above Julian, but Julian has that 
game advantage and record, right? He's three and two versus two and three. And I think you will see that once we get past these first couple of weeks where it's really hard to get out ahead, right? Yep. The the two and threes and the three and twos aren't that far. You're one game apart, right? right. And if you play if you play a two and three team and you lose, you're tied. And they have the head to head over you. So it's like all of a sudden they have a tiebreaker. Um I think it's important that Kyle wins this game next week, this upcoming week. Uh, but I do think that, you know, maybe he needs to look at making a move. Because I, I, I don't know how... I think I... I think I like the move he made trading Mike Evans and James Conner for Chase Edmonds because I right. think he needed a running back. And I think it makes the decision easier for him too. But I don't like it because I think it was only necessary because he did the Chubb trade. Right. So I like when you take it in context, you're like I'd rather have the people I had before. Right. I get that he did it, but it's like I It's his choices, right? Um so yeah, I I think Kyle Kyle can definitely make playoffs. I like I don't think he's out of it by any means. Um I just think that he might need to make a move here or there and I don't know if he is. Right. Typically he is, but I he don't did know pick if he's, up, he did pick up Booker this week. Yeah, so right. he's he's not in a terrible position. I think he needs to make a move at some point. I don't know what that move is, but just for you know, making sure he's not checked out on the season. I right. guess. Because be yeah, because if he, he's in it, right? Yeah, because if he says he's out of it, he's out of it, but he's right. not. Right. He if he wants to be in it, he can be in it. Right. I guess is my point. Um next matchup, Kendall and Roush. Um, this was over with as soon as Saquon Barkley got hurt. Yep. As soon as Saquon Barkley went out and finished with point nine, it was over with, because, and Roush knew because it. Because Saquon had been performing for Roush, right. and Roush had been and uplifted because of that, and everyone and, and people were like, this is, I mean, you have Saquon, and he's returning to form. Right, that's what we had talked about, you know, I think it was week four, I, I said, you know, Roush's players that he needs to perform have been performing. Right. And then this week, it's kind of disappointing for him that he loses Saquon. Because it's like, you know, uh, Kendall didn't have Christian McCaffrey, but he didn't start Christian McCaffrey. Nope. Roush lost Saquon Barkley in the first quarter, and he didn't do anything. anything. Um, Kendall had a great week. Um, You know, I I think that was, to some extent, a product of just, I don't know, the quality of his team, I guess. And it's sort of something I've been calling out uh, all year is that his team's pretty good. He needs to figure – he needs to get Marvin Jones out of his lineup. I don't know how many weeks in a row I have to talk about it on the podcast, but Marvin Jones shouldn't be touching a lineup. No, Marvin Jones made me really sad last week because James Robinson had that crazy game and Marvin Jones, like, canceled it out, basically. Yeah, Yeah, it's like, like, get Marvin Jones out, play – Cortland Sutton or Jalen Waddle. I don't care which. Right. Just play or, one of them. Or trade for a wide receiver or something like that yes, or whatever. All of these are fine. Because um, I love Marvin Jones. You, right. Staple, staple of teams of mine in the past, but I'm like I'm not playing him this year. Right. Same thing with Robbie Anderson. Like yeah. I drafted Robbie Anderson higher than I drafted Marquise Brown. He's not touching my lineup this year. Um, I think Roush's team will be <clears> fine, but I, I, to me, like it really depends on how long Saquon's out. Because you know his wide wide receivers don't inspire me like they've been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys seem to like to run the ball a whole bunch. They aren't throwing it. They aren't letting Dak throw the ball a ton. Amari Cooper's banged up like like he always is. Mm-hmm. Rouse has got to figure out his tight end situation because both his tight ends are hurt. 
Um, you know, Roush isn't the most active on the waiver wire or in trades, so his team is sort of static. Is what it is. Right. So I think I don't think Roush is going to make the playoffs, but I think he'll you know be close. Yep. Uh, I think it was you know a team on the ascendancy and a team that you know I we, we sort of know what Roush is. Right. Uh, I think he'll finish like six and eight or something like that because we got fourteen games this mm. year. Um. Next up, Julian and Jack. Um, this was a game that I picked Julian in, which was an unfortunate mistake. You know, I've picked against Jack. I don't know. I think it's like every single week. Um, well, podcast bias a little bit. No, I picked him week two, but that's it, I think. I think I've only picked him week two. <clears throat> but I won't do that this week. Right. Conveniently. Um, but I guess my point is, is I thought Julian could pull it off. And this is like one of those things where we talk about it. Julian doesn't score over 130 in back-to-back weeks. What did he score last week? Last week he scored 117. Mm. He scored 117 like two weeks in a row. What do we do with you? 114, 118. Past two weeks. Yep. He's due for one of them 130 weeks. I think it's, it's a good opportunity for it. Guess what? He's 130 is not enough. He's playing a vulnerable Roush team. We could see him pull it out. But I don't know. I think this game is just... It's a difference in quality between Jack and Julian. That's what I said whenever I picked him. Uh, I was just like, this is like a, a clear... Like, you're, to me... A lot of my picks this year are just like if they are in different tiers. There's a lot of stratification between these two, See, two teams. No, I, I'm just going with the person that's better. I get that, but to me, I'm like, that's oh, no fun. There's sometimes. just like randomness, right? right? There so is. I, I, like I t- try to throw in one or two picks that I'm like, randomness is going to get a hold of this, game. right? Um, so yeah, Lamar Jackson, Mark Andrews, right? Eighty-two yeah. points. Yeah. So that's the thing is, you know, going into Monday night, insurmountable. Julian had a shot. No, I thought. I thought to me, it was like. Julian got this one. Uh, I mean, Jack only needed like, I think it was like forty points from Andrews and Lamar. It was like like not crazy. Um, I mean, still that's like in my mind. In my mind, my, that immediately goes like thirty ten. Uh see, he goes twenty five fifteen to me. Okay, and that's fine. Like, too. That's, actually, that's actually, achievable. that's fine too. But Mark Mark Andrews is like, I don't know if I'm trusting him to get fifteen points. But yeah. He's been doing decent this season. See, I thought I was like this game might be closer, and then I looked. Mark Andrews has been pretty good, so I was like. I wasn't worried. I was about listening to the game, that. and I think he said it. I think they said it was like third most yards by a tight end this season. Yeah, which is like pretty he impressive. I didn't scored. realize. I don't right. think he had scored yet this year, and then he has two touchdowns and tank. Like he made up for all of the sort of backlogged production. Yep. all in one week. Yeah, so which, yeah, he's actually been doing really, really well. Like which you five, like, 10, you like 15, to see 11. when it helps you in a win. But it's like if I was, if I was Jack, I'd be like, can we save some of these touchdowns? Like for when I need them. Yeah, that's why I thought with Marquise Brown this week. Yeah, it's like, dude, relax. You think about it, you're like, okay, at the end of the year, this player is going to have like ten touchdowns, and he just got two of them in this game. I didn't even need to win. And it's not how it works, but it feels like that's how it works. Um, We'll go on to the last game. Yeah, it's weird because usually uh, we do like we like save a special game for last, but we just gotta it's whatever. This oh man, this was great. So as you all know, since I sent pictures to the league, I was at SoFi Stadium for the L.A. Chargers versus Cleveland Browns game on Sunday. It's a beautiful day, you know, 75 degrees in L.A., beautiful weather, not a cloud in the sky. 
you know, the stadium's open on each end. I was just excited. Yep. Now, unfortunately, because of some of the uh, lineup decisions I had made, I couldn't get... I wanted to get as many Chargers in my lineup as possible. But because Dalvin Cook ended up not playing, and I put Alexander Madison in, I had to bump Eckler down to a flex. And I, I just couldn't justify starting Mike Williams over DJ Moore or Justin Jefferson. Maybe I should have. You know, in ret- obviously I should have in retrospect. Probably not though. Um, you know, it's hard for me to disagree with anything I did given the outcome of the game. Right. So, you know, I was like, I gotta get these Chargers in 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 my lineup because I get to see them in person, and that doesn't happen all that often. You know, man, it was amazing. You yeah. know, I walk in and I had basically been checked out on football because. We're in Pacific time. The game started at 9. Right. Which is weird. And we had to start driving to get to the stadium because we wanted to get there, you know, an hour and a half, two hours before kickoff. Right. Get food, sit down. Walk around. Walk around. They had, you know, the big uh, circle jumbotron with all the games on it, which was nice. Um, And so we left at like 8.45 to get to the stadium. Are y'all not watching football on the way? Uh, like I, I am trying to watch football, but you have to go through mountains. So I didn't have cell service. Oh, of course, for part of the drive because you got to go through the mountains that are north of L.A. So I'm not paying. Like I'm not paying great. Beautiful attention. road trip, I'm sure. It, yeah, it's great. But you know, I'm not paying great attention to fantasy. We get to the stadium and I check it. Which also, that's a good thing. Yeah, no, it's you're fine. going to NFL game. Yeah. You're not on your fantasy. That's yet. the thing. Is it was nice to be like this doesn't matter. At this all. game in front of me is what matters. Right. And so, um, you know, I we get into the game, and they have every NFL game playing on the big jumbotron that's like a circle, and you just walk around the circle to see whatever game you want, right? right. They've got like three games per side of the stadium. That's crazy. So, like, if you want to watch a different game, you can just walk around a little bit or turn your head, and they'll show you a different game. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're watching it, and I see that Mike Evans catches a second touchdown pass from Tom Brady. And that's the last thing I really remember from those last games. I saw that Washington gave up like a Hail Mary also, which was really stupid and made me mad. Right. And then uh, an hour before kickoff, so there's, you know, an hour left of the 1 o'clock games, which is, you know, they call it on Red Zone, the, the witching, witching hour. hour. So it's when all the witching happened. They cut off the screens for the games. They start showing you, you know, uh, live footage from the field of right. people warming up and stuff like that. Which is so great to see. Right. It was cool. You know, got to see Baker warming Baker's up. Baker's fun to watch warm up. Um, like, it was fun. Baker throwing passes to OBJ. It was like, this is cool. Right. Uh, and I'm completely checked out on fantasy now. I know that I have a big margin to make up because I saw, you know, the players Brandon had. Touchdown had, pass. You know, uh, I saw the touchdown pass. Brady and Evans had really good weeks. And I think the last player he had playing was uh, James Conner at 125. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Conner's probably going to score a touchdown, but I'm not going to know it. It turns out that they played it on the board. like They were like, James Conner, one touchdown like on the side scoreboard. Which is not fun to see. And it was like in the first quarter, so I was like, this is not going well. Right. I'm just not going to tune into any of this. Well, it was an amazing game. Oh, my God. I have Herbert. I have Eckler. It's not going too hot early in the game. Like Herbert's going off. Right. Herbert had like twenty six points. And do you are you like? And I'm sure as you're watching the game, you're like you're calculating. Yeah, to some extent. Because you can see the stats on the board or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I'm. I knew Eckler 
wasn't doing well. You know, Eckler had a fumble, I think. Right. So it was sort of like weighing down his fantasy points. I was like, Eckler, you're not doing me good enough to win this game, but Herbert is balling. Right. And like, Mike Williams had two wide open deep touchdowns. I was like, I should, I should have started Mike Williams. Uh, I didn't. Right. But the fourth quarter of this game, and I I look to my dad, and I say, um, this is setting up for a shootout fourth quarter. Like this is going to be amazing. Right. Because neither defense could stop the offense. It's crazy. It's ob- it's very obvious, but those are like eternal words for you now because you're going to talk about this game forever, and this will always yeah. be like a big game. So. The game ended 47-42. 41 of those points were scored in the fourth quarter. So half the points in this whole game were scored in the fourth quarter. It's crazy. And it was just up and down the field, back and forth. Neither team could stop anyone from doing anything they wanted. Right. Uh, Austin Eckler scored three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. It's crazy. This shouldn't be possible. You know, Justin Herbert had four passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown. And that's the thing. If I don't get that rushing touchdown from Herbert, I lose. Yep. It it's over. It's done for. So I don't know that I have won in fantasy. I know that I at least made a game of it because I see like at oh the, yeah of course okay. at the end of the game I don't know that I've won. I know that you know I was like if I didn't win after all that all that that sucks. But you know I I figured I was behind by an insurmountable lead. Right. Like, you know, get back, don't have cell service the whole time in the game. Or it's like spotty. Like I could send you, like I could send texts, but I could get nothing to load. Right. Twitter wouldn't load. Nothing would load. Uh, I get back to the car and we're sort of waiting in traffic, which it really wasn't that bad, but we're, we're waiting a little while. And, um, you know, I get some text messages. I think somewhere in the league, like Riley had said that. Brandon yeah, I was said doing Brandon's really well. corn. Fuck. Yeah, and then Riley replied to it and was like, "Oh no," or something like that. Yeah. And then Riley texted me separately, uh, or no, Mason was like, uh, "Has anyone checked on Brandon?" Or Brandon's down bad, something like that. And I was like, "What has happened?" And Mason sent a screenshot of the matchup because my my fantasy app wouldn't load. Right. And I see it's that wild I, that a picture got through. I'm winning by .18. It's crazy. And man, I I didn't believe it. Like yeah. I, I think I replied with a gif that was like, "I want to believe" or something like uh-huh. that. Because I was like, "This is something that's gonna go away with like a silly stat correction." But I was, like, but in my mind, I was like, "Stat corrections don't even happen anymore." And I was like, "We're I, past like, that like, age. Something's gonna go away." But it was just crazy. Like it felt so good yeah. to like be at a game. Yep. And see like. Even if fantasy football wasn't even a thing, I saw probably the best NFL game so far this year. Easy. And then you add on top of it that it won me my fantasy matchup, and yeah. I got to see it in real life. Also, the fact that you're not that you don't have cell service and you're not looking at the right. app, and like that, like it's at a brand new stadium. Like there's a million things that are great. Like I have adopted the LA Chargers after that game, even before that game. Yeah, they it's, are it's in the cards. They are. You know, I have issues with the Washington football team. All the stuff coming out about John Gruden. You know who he was emailing? He was emailing the team president of at the time of the Washington Redskins. Yeah, wild. I met that guy. Blood's on your hands. In real, I shook his hand. I know. It's terrible. Yeah, it makes me feel terrible. I think I'm just done. I'm. I'm. I can't be done right. cold turkey with the organization. Like I like the players, but I'm sort of like checked out. It's kind of like, a weird heel turn for you because you've just been the guy. You've been the Washington guy forever. I know, but it's like at some point I'm like. This team isn't gonna. It doesn't love me back the way I love it. Right. Doesn't treat me right. Yeah. The Chargers. They need fans. 
badly. Facts. They couldn't even fill out fill up that soccer stadium they were playing a couple years ago. Yep. So I I'll volunteer for that. Hundred percent. I don't have a problem. Um, and now you've seen them in person. It's one of the prerequisites. Exactly. So call me a Washington slash Chargers fan. Right. You can put the char- Chargers slash. Yeah, I was about to fan. say. You can flip it around. Um, and to anyone that's asking, Justin Herbert is probably untouchable. Um, so don't come for him. Are there, the a, are there are there clamors for for Herbs? No. Okay. But uh, people want Mike Williams. I'm okay with trading Mike Williams, but mm-hmm. don't come for Austin Eckler. Okay. That's my boy. Um, I'll trade Alvin Kamara before I trade Austin Eckler. Wow, that's a that lot. is my explanation. I exclaim that disclaimer. So I think my team's good. Brandon's team is also pretty good. It has to be disheartening for him to lose a game like this. I feel bad for him, but it is what it is. And I th- we've said it a couple times about Brandon. I have it, no, at least because I write these notes down every week. Brandon shouldn't. Brandon should feel good. Obviously, it's like you're pissed off, but like yeah. Brandon, now you've uh, you've put yourself in the people that have scored this year. Like oh, that's yeah. big. Yeah, there are only so many teams that have put up 160 plus. No, this year. like it's like it's like you've done it. So like now. Just start putting these weeks together. Yeah. Start beating the people you should beat. You'll be just fine. You're one and four, but that's going to shake out fine, yeah. I think. You're not out of it by any means. No. It seems like this year there's enough, like, you're a game out. There's enough mess, especially with, like, outside of the top three, I right. guess, at this point. You know, you can catch one of them in two or three weeks. So, yep. so I wouldn't be too worried about it. Brandon's team is good. I've always thought Brandon's team was good. It's just my inherent distrust of his in season management. Yep. Um, has always dragged it down. And it seems like you're going to be just fine with the loss of uh, David Montgomery. So, like, yeah. kudos to you because you have depth. You weathered that storm. Brandon yeah. always has depth. But just not typically o- at, outstanding quality. Typically at the cost of, you know, two or three high-quality players. But I think he does have those. Um, I think he has Zeke. I think he has Zeke and Tom. I would uh, say those are the two. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much of an, you know, quarterback's... All quarterbacks. Almost everyone has right, yeah. but it's just as far as those players that can go like nuclear. Right. No, that's right. And uh, he at, Tom, at least he the has Tom Mike Evans stack scared me when he acquired it. And this is like what it looks and like. And that's you know it's it's going to do that. Right. It's kind of nice that he hedges his Mike Evans with Tom Brady because it's like Tom Brady's going to throw touchdowns every game. Mike Evans might catch him. Right. He might not. But he's fine. Out Someone's of winning. Like if you started the whole Bucks offense every single week, you'd probably win at least half your games. Yeah. Um, all right. Enough about that game. It was a great game. It was fun. The stadium's awesome. Going to games is just fun. Yeah. You know, like oh, college football games, NFL football games, soccer games, any game where I can sit in the stands and watch something that I would otherwise watch on TV, it's fun. People had swung too far in the direction that it's like, I'd rather watch from my couch anyway. Right. Me included. But like, there's no replacement for being able to like be there. No, live experiences are sick. And I will say that the NFL experience is different from the college experience. If you're looking for like atmosphere and tradition and stuff like that, go to a college game. Right. But if you're looking to like watch NFL athletes do NFL athlete things yep. on a football field, like I got to watch more Nick comfortably. Chubb. I got to watch Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. You've seen OBJ live, which yeah. is like it's not the same OBJ, but it's OBJ. Right. It's like it's crazy. Like you'll remember that forever. Like the list of NFL players that I've seen live, it, it's it's growing right quickly. Um, so it's just awesome. Uh, I guess with that, we'll move on to. Do we want to do power rankings and then week six? We can do that if you'd like. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to start off with a disclaimer. 
I always go through these teams every week, and I go through all the games and I do the power rankings, and then I'll usually do Jack's survey. I want to say to Kendall, I've underrated your team. Just want to mm. put that out there in general. Um, I think a lot of times when I'm looking at teams and like uh, doing the power rankings, I will often look at points four as like kind of a measure. Um, and I think that has an influence on me that maybe it sometimes shouldn't. But the way I do my power rankings, it makes sense. Um, I've yeah, I've rated your team too low, but we can go and start doing power rankings now. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna do all of mine because sure. I just have four tiers, but yeah. I I don't want to rank the teams inside the tiers if that makes any sense. Sure. Like like these these tiers are clear to me, and these are the buckets these players fall into. Um. And I, I don't... I'll do the same. I don't want to rank them inside each tier. So tier one is Jack and Trevor. Yep. I don't think anybody's going to argue with I, that. I, I'll just give you a yes or no, and then we'll yeah. talk about that. Tier two is Riley and Josh. That's true. Um, podcast holding strong. Yep. Uh, tier three is Kendall, Julian, and Roush. Yes. Uh, and tier four is Brandon, Mason, Kyle. Yes. Which And even when I rated you too low, I still had you in that tier, Kendall. In, in no particular order, I think if I had to... The things I feel most strongly about... Is I think Jack is the number one team, yep. and I think Kendall is the best team in his tier of Kendall, Julian, and Roush. Those are the only things that I'm like, I know, I'm pretty sure I know those for certain. Nothing else in those tiers I know. Like I just set them in the order I wrote them down. I, I have Beef as the best of the bottom tier. <sighs> See, just, I don't just, know. For me, it's just the way because I do power, yeah. the, like power rankings to me means, it's like, Obviously, the season exists, but like right now, it's like. See, form. that's the thing is, I don't think any of any of these teams are like terrible. No, no, like no one has a terrible like if, team. If I had a team that I think has the least talent on it, it might be Julian's team. Where yeah. I'm like, like that team has the least talent, but it's like with Julian, I just assume Julian I know nothing. And Beef suffer suffer from opposite problems, right? Yeah, Beef Beef gets the does not get the benefit of the doubt. Julian exactly. gets so much of that, yeah. And so I think that that over and inflates Julian in my yeah. Like with Julian, all the time. you're like he'll figure it out, right? Or it will it will figure itself out. Um, so yeah, those are the power rankings as yeah. far as matchups this week. We got some good matchups this week. Oh, I think it's like actually kind of like a yeah. I think it's a I, really. It cool was week. an easy week for me to pick. I think. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes I think some matchups are harder than others. I think I have one that was difficult for me this week. So I'll start in the order that I wrote these down. Right. Uh, Mason versus Trevor. Who you got? Mason and Trevor. I thought this was interesting because it's like, it's Mason and Trevor. They're polar opposites, both in like, they, they have beef in the group message sometimes. And then also so wouldn't it, it would be just so great for Mason to beat Kyle or Mason Trevor. to beat Trevor. Nothing would make me happier than for that to happen. Yes. I just don't know if it can. I don't think it can. I don't think it's possible. Um, it'd be sick if it happened. Mason would have to recreate the week that he just had. The problem is is that the Chiefs play Washington, and we suck. Um, yeah, it's just... Or they suck, sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just the fact that it's Trevor sucks. Because if it's, if it's you or if it's me even... I mean, obviously, I'm not going to lose to Mason. I don't lose to Mason. But, like, if it's you or it's me, our down weeks haven't, have been, have been, like, very human. Yeah. And relatively more common. But it's Trevor, so I don't think it's possible. Yeah, I picked Trevor also. Um, what do you think? What do we have next? Uh, Kendall and Kyle. Kendall and Kyle. I said this one is Kendall. Um, yeah, I flying. said it's Kendall, too. You yeah. know, his, his team was good without Christian McCaffrey. It can be if really Kim, good. If Kendall McCaffrey sniffs this lineup, it's scary. Yeah. Um, 
As far as Kyle's team, I just I need to see it again from Kyle before I have confidence in it. You know, I need to see one. A, I need to see it without game. Russell Wilson. Right. Uh, that's the unfortunate. Maybe Kyle needs to make a move for a quarterback. You know, I I don't think I don't know how many teams even hold two quarterbacks. Right. I may be the only team that does. I but, definitely don't have one. Um, I don't know. Uh, Julian and Roush is next. This might this was the game that was tough for me because they're in the same tier. See, in the same tier, I'm picking Julian just because of Saquon injury. That's that's, yeah, that's, that's what, what I said. That's what drove it for me. Yeah, I literally said no Saquon. That's the Roush, only note I have. Roush, your team's fine, but Julian's team is good enough to beat you without Saquon. Yep. Um, next, Josh versus Jack. Game of the week. Uh, you think? I mean, who I else? Guess it's it's the only game between like. Two teams with winning records. Yeah. So I guess it has to be by default game of the week. Yeah. I picked Jack. Yeah, me too. Jack's full strength. Yeah. You're missing Alvin. Mm-hmm. I think that's as that could be as simple as that. Right. Yeah. Because you guys both score a lot every week. Yeah, Ty- um, Tyreek's got this great matchup. I'm terrified of playing against Tyreek Hill. Yeah. He put up like I have PTSD from his sixty eight point game against me last year or whatever it was. I don't like playing against Derrick Henry ever. I, yeah, I, the terrifying part of this game, and you probably don't even know this, I think every one of my players plays at noon. I did not see that. Every one of Jack's players play at noon, except Derrick Henry, who's on Monday night. Are you going to change that somehow? There, there's, like not, there's no reasonable move I can make. I guess I could play A.J. Brown instead of D.J. Moore or something like that, but it's like the Bills' defense is good. Yeah. I... If it was my team, I would look for. I would be like kicker, like Justin Tucker sit on the bench. I, there's, there's. I haven't even both looked the, at my both the kickers on Monday, or I guess. I, nah, I'm. I'm I gotta roll. I'm with changing my best something. Lineup. I gotta roll. With I my understand best that, lineup. and I. I probably would do the same thing, but in my mind, I have to change it. Like Monday nights are big. So that's the thing is that even like it, like his be, his best player is playing on Monday. It's the only player playing on Monday for either of us. Which is, it's like, it's like you're you telling your dad, yeah, it's this like is a how, setup for a shootout fourth quarter. How many points do I have to be up to be safe? From from a Derrick Henry Monday night? 40? Uh, 40. 50? Yeah. No, no, not to say, safe, not yeah. 40. Like yeah, 45? 50. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, 50. That's the thing is it's like. Safe? Can you ever really be up 50 points against a team that like has Tyreek Hill? I don't know. I mean, like if if this was a if this if Tyreek Hill was playing on Monday, that's a whole other thing. Like, yeah. which is, I mean, they're 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 like cousins in that. Like, yeah. they can both do it. But so, I pick Jack. Riley pick Jack. We're all on the same. Right. We didn't talk about me and Brennan. That's the last matchup. Yeah. This is the uh, the stern silver derby right here. Mm. Yeah. This NBA commissioners. Interesting. Yeah, I'm David Stern. We got to talk about it at some point. I had talked to some people. We need a. We need to codify it into law, some sort of um, election procedure for commissioner. Do we, though? Because everything in this league is voting with hands. Uh, but there needs to be a procedure, I think. There should be campaigns. There should be more time to convince people to vote for you than like the two minutes we sit here at halftime of the Super Bowl. You know, I think... Um, I like To me, we need to prolong the rule change process so that we don't like try to squeeze it in at halftime because it doesn't give people enough time to, one, potentially understand the implications of the rule change or just even like vote on it. I think people, you yourself included, take that 
to your advantage. Oh, well, of course I do, because it's the way the rules work right now. Right. But I'm okay with it changing, I guess is my point. I think it yeah. should change. Um, I, as far as the commissioner thing goes, I think I think if it's a... if I don't think it needs to change. Because if people didn't want beef, beef would not be here. Because um, I'm not In here. this game, I picked Brandon. Okay. I, I picked me, and I thought that was pretty easy. I just picked Brandon because of your running back situation. Um, I don't know how that's going to shake out. Um, I think... Like, okay, so... Here's two things. I think, and I think I think Brandon builds on last week. I don't think it's possible for Brandon to build on last week. I think he's if. Uh, I think he can do it. Builds like how? Points wise, like, like not he's not going to score more than he scored right. last week. But I'm saying he go, be, he goes off of last week because last week was a good week. He has another good week. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm fine with that. Brandon's lineup is really good. I, like for for me and Brandon's for me and Brandon's game, um, I just said I said me, but Brandon's like uh, lineup looks nice. Brandon's team looks really really good. I just believe in my team. I believe they're going to score more points. That doesn't mean anything, um, because I mean even if we're just talking about averages, Brandon's team as they are right now, they average more points than my team. Yeah, which is interesting because it's like how does that even work? But yeah, so um, I think yeah, I'm. Starting Naheem Himes this week, which is a little bit scary, um, but otherwise, <clears throat> Jesus. Otherwise, I think I'm fine. Um, and actually, it kind of makes sense that you choose him. We're one point apart in projections, so not crazy. <sighs> well, those are our picks. Yeah. So now we'll go into a segment. Yep. That we have we have thought about. You know, we have struggled. Ooh, we have struggled to come up with. Uh, <laughs> with ideas for those Rankings. ranks we used to do uh, way back when and also because you guys aren't also sending no us. one sent yeah so to me i thought it was a fun thing to do i think we should just change this to stuff we wish we want to do instead yeah. um so like we talked about last podcast we've been throwing a little money at this underdog fantasy app yep riley as recently as last week hey. turned ten dollars into 200 200 and i just want to say for transparency reasons you can throw ten dollars at a wall a million times and get two hundred dollars once, right? I as put in. I have. I put in thirty dollars to Underdog Fantasy total. As long as it's less than twenty times, right? You're ahead. So yeah. So I just full transparency. I put in thirty. I've won two hundred. Um, and so I think. So that's that's typically what I do. Is I'll most I'll put in in a week is ten bucks. Right. I'll I'll and I'll typically I'll do two two five dollar bets. Sometimes I'll make them the twenty times or just, which is you pick six over unders. Uh, of player props, yeah. or I'll do. So I just want to. I just want a twenty. Yeah. So yeah. he he had he had six or five picks. Sorry, um, to get the twenty times multiplier. So as far as as far as stuff we're we're liking this week, uh, one game from Thursday that I, I have I have hammered this player three weeks in a row and it's gone green all three weeks. I'm pay, I'm taking the over on Leonard Fournette rushing yards. I almost did that. It's at sixty eight and a half. I, I just like it. Yeah. I, th- I think that I think that the Bucks are gonna realize at some point that they need to run the ball a little bit more and they will. Uh but even now, you know, the over is hit for, for Fournette yep. two or three weeks in a row. Uh so that's one I like. Two is I want the under on Miles Sanders rushing yards. It's set at thirty seven and a half, which is low. Yep. But we've already seen the Eagles ran the ball only three times against the uh, Cowboys on Monday night a couple weeks ago. That didn't work out. But 
I don't think their coaches are smart enough. Like, you know, I think this game script will be similar to the one against against the Cowboys where they're going to get behind immediately and they're going to have to throw the ball. Not only that, the Buccaneers' defense for rushing is, like, awesome. Like, great. Yeah. So those are my two picks for Thursday night. I'll probably make a third pick off air and put my $5 bet in for tomorrow night, and that'll be my six times multiplier to win 30 bucks. Mm -hmm. That'll be fun. Um, that's one thirty bucks to one hundred bucks. No, 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 no. It, I'm putting five in and three picks. Is oh, six three times. bucks. Yeah, right, I'm only right, doing, bad, I'm bad, only doing three. Um, and then my pick for the Sunday games that I like so far is um, mm, I like the the under on Mike Williams receiving yards. It's at seventy two and a half. I just feel like here's the deal. Mike Williams has been on my bench for like three out of the five weeks. Week one, he was on Roush's bench. The one week I started him, he had one catch for like 11 yards. Yep. He's in my lineup this week because of bye weeks. He's not going to score any points. I'm hedging right here. That's right. my hedge is the Mike Williams under. Yep. That's it. Those are my three picks. Okay. Use use promo code YARBS for a free $10 if right. you want to get in on these picks also. That's Y-A-R-B-S. Uh, Underdog Fantasy. It's it's pretty cool. Just use the promo code on the you go to account and then um, deposit and then you just type the promo code in there. It's it's pretty easy. Easy as pie. Um, and obviously feel free to use my code Two Fun Baby Heem. It is my team name. Um, so for me, this is and I'm speaking on this as if I'm some type of expert. I just I just messed around and got lucky. He's once. more of an expert. He won. He's won more money than me. I would say more of a professional, not an expert, but I have been paid to do this. So um, I would just say, it's a lot of times betting on your team can be very rewarding. Yeah, can also I be would, catastrophic. Right, but I to me, I think one week I hedged my bets on my own team, um, as far as like, oh, I'll under, I'll do this under, so they'll perform over. Yeah, I would say don't do that as a general rule. Just go on what you think your players will do. So the the this week I won on a bet and I had three of my players in the in the bets. You guys already obviously already saw them. But I had Cordero Patterson over 78 and a half all purpose yards. I had Darren Waller under six receptions. He had four. And I had Marquise Brown over fifty-six uh receiving yards and he had 125. Um just if you know your players, kind of go off that and then look at obviously what they've done in the season and who they're facing. For this week, so I've done two bets this week. I've I'm I'm getting a little crazy. So I have two five-way parlays. One is for just tomorrow night um and then one is for all weekend. But I'm going to share with, I'm going to share with you guys the one for all weekend cuz I like these ones way more. I'm putting 20 bucks on this. Um I have Tom Brady over 1.5 rushing yards. I don't think that's going to be there for very long. Um I think quarterback rushing yards is like a super easy way to get um, yeah, I don't even to think get bets. I don't even think it's there for me now. Right, like I saw it and I was like, I have to put a bet in right now. So I put in two bets and both of them have it. Yeah, QB rushing yards is one you can find good props for. Right, like I had Patrick Mahomes sixteen and a half rushing yards last week. I was like, are you stupid? So um, this week I have yeah. So Tom Brady over one point five rushing yards. Kyler Murray over three hundred and twenty one total yards. The three hundred twenty one and a half. I have Patrick Mahomes under three hundred eight point five passing yards. I have Devontae Adams over 93.5 receiving yards, and I have Lamar Jackson over 309.5 total yards. I feel pretty good about this one. Not as good as last week, just because I have some uh, some unders that could be tricky with Patrick Mahomes, and then Devontae Adams over 93.5, but 
I've not bet on Devontae a couple times, and I want to do it now. No, that's uh, I think I think you got some good picks there. Um, yeah, and it's I would say, guys, download the app and just like put ten dollars on. Use one of our codes. You'll have twenty bucks to use. Start throwing five bucks at these games. Yeah, look. and just and just look at the app because I got one point five rushing yards on. Tom yeah, Brady. that's the thing. Just check everyone, and and they don't have all of the props posted. Like I looked the other day because Riley and I were talking about what we were going to talk about, and they only had like five or six props posted for the Thursday night game. Right. They don't really start posting them until like the day before. Because they wait to see like if people are going to be injured, right? Or like they're the checking weather, is. air right. pressure, yeah. whatever. Yeah, the risk team is on it. Yeah, Vegas is not playing around. Um, so it it is interesting. This is I I this is not financial advice. I think we have to give that as a disclaimer. Right. Um, I don't know, but you know, I've made no money. Uh, I I don't profess to be an expert at all, but um, I, I do. I do. I do think there is um, there's some fun to be had here, especially potentially for those of us who don't love our fantasy team and just want to make a little bit of uh, make make things that wouldn't otherwise be fun fun. Right. Or like we talked about last week, hedging against your opponent or right. against your own team, it it sort of softens the blow one way or the other. Right. Mason did that last week against um, uh, Robert Woods. And Robert Woods went crazy, but he was rooting for Robert Woods until a certain point, and then he switched. Yeah, yeah. So uh, definitely a whole lot of fun. Uh, I think this was a good little podcast, Back to Basics. Yeah. Um, again, you know, uh, it's kind of funny. We talked about how when crazy stuff happens, we'll have people on the podcast. It just so happened that this week the crazy thing that happened was to me. Right. Um, I'd love to have you on next week, though. I'll be back, I think, uh, if you'll have me. <laughs> um so we, you know, are still committed to having guests on. Just um, you, you need to be worthy of having on. You need, well, you need to have something to say, right. I guess is sort of my point. And, and that some people may have something to say after this week. Uh, it could be a statement game for some folks. Definitely. There's a lot of big games this week. Um, yeah, people could get back into it and have games where it's like, oh, we didn't, um, we didn't anticipate you would have a game like that. Uh, and and they'll have something to say. So uh, that was another week on the pod. Good luck to everybody. Uh, um, yeah. Happy sailing. Later. Underdog Fantasy promo code yards. And two from baby he. This has been an episode of the Crew Review. Thanks for listening.